This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now on Food FM, you're listening to Bread and Butter with Caroline Kenyon. Caroline and her guests make sense of the world through food, from politics to farming, making and cooking. Online, on smart speakers and on Listen Again, this is Food FM. Welcome to our latest edition of Bread and Butter. I have two wonderful guests with me today. We're going to be discussing the winning images of Pink Lady Food Photographer of the Year 2022. My two guests are Liz Galbraith and Emma Slight. Emma, tell us about yourself. Hi, Caroline. Thank you. So I'm the um, head of food content for Marks and Spencer. So part of my job is leading on the creative direction of all of our lovely food photography. So I am very lucky in the sense that I get to work with a whole host of very talented food photographers. And uh, essentially making our food look, uh, lick the screen delicious is basically the brief. Sounds like a great brief. And Liz, tell us about you. Hi, Caroline. I'm Liz Galbraith. I'm a creative director. Um, with many years of art directing and commissioning photography. And I spent 20 years as creative director of the BBC Good Food brand, commissioning photography and steering the visuals of the behemoth that is BBC Good Food. And I also created and launched Olive magazine. Goodness, what a great uh, heritage both of you have. It's wonderful. So I think we're going to have dare I say it, a lot to get our teeth into today. I've asked you both, it's a bit like a party game, to choose two images from our winning images this year uh, to talk about. So who'd like to go first? Who's jumping up and down? Liz, why don't you tell us why you've chosen one of your two images? The first image i like to talk about is the winner of the politics of food category, and the title of it is Where Dreams Fly Away. It's by K.M. Assad from Bangladesh. And uh, the description is, a little girl collects water with her older sister in the Chad Udan slum in Dakar, Bangladesh in September 2021. And this is an absolutely fascinating image. So we're already, on glancing at it, challenged by the breathtakingly direct stare into the camera of the child. And so directly to us, the viewers. And the child is right in the centre of the frame. The high viewpoint angle of the lens emphasises the piercing quality of her gaze. And it's such, I think, such a clever and restrained composition where K.M. Assad has not been afraid to keep the figure relatively small within the entire frame. And this draws, of course, draws us in to look at her more closely. I find it interesting that each colour in the image is defining its own part of the image. So there's the mainly petrol blue of the water, 
the bright red of the pot she's holding and then there's the soft brown of her skin and the black of her hair and then there's just little spots of yellow coming in which are the only decorative element both on her dress and there's that shining brass amulet around her neck obviously the most powerful part of this picture is of course the child's face and it's a strong challenging and inquiring face and as I look into you know she's beautiful I can see her astonishing beauty there's the almond shaped eyes the lovely long eyelashes and the little rosebud mouth but so she's got a really gorgeous face and I'm sort of reminded of uh, Steve McCurry's famous Afghan girl picture for National Geographic in the 1980s mm which has a similar dramatic beauty to it and a direct gaze. Um, so the little girl, she's holding the water pot confidently. She knows what she's doing. Tiny hands are gripping the ring. And there's the, beneath her head, the concentric circles of the pot, the black centre, the silver rim, the red body, for me, echo the roundness of her head above and the contrast between the silver rim and the black opening is where my eye goes after her face and that's again a clever use of composition as I'm finding my eye bounces back and forth from the pot to her face so K.M. Acid is really telling the story here that there's her face in the pot that's what she's doing um, and because the center of the picture is also where all the color is our interest is kept on her but she is standing in water and that is surrounding her, and there's a lot of visual movement in the water. And we can see some debris floating, and I can see what looks a bit like an old bag under the surface. Uh, but the, because of the strong composition, the water doesn't claim the entire centre stage of the picture. In terms of a successful photograph, there's so much here to congratulate KM Assad for. Um, but also... I'm reminded that this is the winning image in the politics of food category, and it's also a shocking image. This is a very young child collecting water from a clearly heavily polluted source, and the pot looks like it's almost the same size as her. And her knowledge and confidence in what she, as a very young child, is doing really shocks me. It's a very, for me, a very successful picture on many levels, the colour palette, the composition, the lighting, and of course, the message. Thank you, Liz. That was an absolutely wonderful um, exposition on this image. Emma, how do you respond to it? I think I respond to it slightly differently. I, I do. I think it's absolutely beautiful. I think you're right about the composition. Your eye is forced to the very centre of the of the picture. I did. I do find myself looking at the background a little more than perhaps you, Liz, and I don't know why. I think it's just because. It's difficult to discern what it is, and it looks vaguely dreamlike and watercolour in the way it's rendered. And I know you pointed out the debris and the plastic bag, but it also looks like sort of smudge of sky behind it or a reflection of clouds, and it's, it's quite an intriguing background. I think the reason it's so arresting is he's picked a really, they picked a really, really interesting angle on it. And it's very rare that you see photography sort of shot straight down, looking down into the eyes of somebody obviously very much accentuates the stature and the fragility of the child in the frame. So I think that by its own omission makes it very, very shocking in the sense that it makes her look potentially even smaller than she is. But I don't know, and it, it, for me, it's the, it's the textures of the picture that make it so successful. It's that wishy, 
well, wishy-washy in the very sense of the term, isn't it? When it's watercolour blown water behind her and beneath her, but also the the pot, the shiny, shiny silver rim that's probably been washed a million times, but that beaten up exterior with the great big dent in it on the side where it's clearly been dropped and that sort of dusting of rust. It almost looks like a, I don't know, it almost looks like a mushroom the way it's so red and bulbous, but you do just keep coming back again and again to that gaze. And I can't, I can't figure her out. I can't tell if she's angry or melancholy or thoughtful. I really don't know. And I think that's what makes me come back to this picture again and again to sort of look at her and wonder what does on earth does she think of this person peering over her with a camera yes I completely agree with you Emma it's uh, her gaze is so compelling I mean I obviously have to declare my interest here as the director of Pink Lady Food Photographer of the Year and I'm although I'm not on the overall judging panel as you two are and uh, so grateful for your, your expertise and your, your input uh, every year. But I do sit on the shortlisting panel and people often say to me, what is it that makes a picture go through? What are you looking for? And I always say, for me, it's a picture that makes me feel something. And my goodness, this makes me feel in spades because her, her gaze, you can't take your eyes off her really you know she's such a powerful little personality in that or big personality in that little body and i find that i find it really striking and you think i mean i think it's taken in bangladesh but you think you know if this child had another had been born into a different family you know this could be the future prime minister of bangladesh there's such a force there yeah, I think that's the intriguing thing about her gaze. Um, and I, I think I mentioned that you just don't quite know. It's it's slightly challenging mm. and it's, it's you know, you don't, really don't know. It's strong and challenging and inquiring. Um, she's, there's no fear there, obviously, at all. No I, I, I just want to know what she sort of said after this picture. What happened next? And that, I think, is, for me, a successful picture where you sort of lose yourself in the story behind it and the narration that it gives you. Absolutely. Well, let's move on because we've got lots of pictures to talk about. Emma, tell us about one of the pictures that you've chosen. Well, from I guess from one girl to another then. So uh, one of my absolute favourites from this year is, I, th- I find it quite haunting. It's a beautiful picture. It's the winner of the Claire Aho Award. So it's called At the Table by Marguerite Alefsa. Um, It's from South Africa. And it's an extraordinarily calm but very moving picture of a young girl just sitting at a table wearing a very brightly patterned jacket and a white T-shirt, playing with some orange peel uh, next to a huge bunch of flowers in front of a, a sort of an orange sunset glow of a wall. And it's really simple. She's just sitting there and she's looking down at her orange peel. But there's something extraordinary in the way this is shot. It's very, very painterly. And I think the uh, the photographer themselves, Marguerite, so she talks about her painterly aesthetic when she takes her pictures. So it's obviously celebrating African heritage, which is an absolutely beautiful thing to see. But there's something about that, those bold colours, that richness and that extraordinary, extraordinary glow that she gets into her pictures that make them quite magical. They, they do look like they've been lit by an inner light within or an extra suffusion of glow. There's a beautiful highlight on the girl's forehead that just, it's, it's pearlescent and opalescent across her face. 
and she just sort of looks illuminated from within almost, which is incredibly difficult to do in a picture. And it lends itself again to that terribly delicate painterly aspect of it where you could almost you could think someone had taken this picture and then painted over it to enhance the color or make everything feel warmer or brighter and they haven't it's just the quality of the photograph she's taken and uh, I think it's sort of I think the artist themselves talks about it and the photographer talks about it themselves they say that they take inspiration from sort of French post-impressionistic art so I think the photographer mentions Henri Matisse and I definitely see this in this. It's, it's that sort of that combination of color and texture and depth. And every time I go back to it, I see something ever so slightly different. So you see a different flower in the bouquet or you see a different sort of pattern on the, on the jacket or a different curl of orange peel or a different shadow on the tablecloth. And I think for me, what I look for in pictures is you're absolutely right, Caroline. You want them to, to do something to you. You want to feel something when you see them. You want to smell the food or hear the crackle of something cooking or, or feel the emotion of the person in it. And I think for me, another aspect of a successful photograph is you just want to keep looking at it. And I could look at this all day. I think it's beautiful. I agree with you. Uh, I find it incredibly touching. Liz, how do you respond to it? I think the colour palette in this picture mm. is a story. I absolutely love it and those colours that uh, Marguerite has used you know they're not kind of easy colours to handle and there's a slight clash going on there but she's absolutely pulled it off um, so it's a very intriguing image in terms of the colour you know that draws me in but I have to say I do find it a bit staged and I kind of know that's part of the point of it I don't find it very relaxed I know uh, orange peel has been placed there. I don't think that's happenstance and the, there's a bit of cutlery. And I slightly wish it was a bit less staged. And that, I'm not undermining the quality of the image. And I think you're right, Emma, you know, there's a glow on there that draws you back and back. But for me, I just would have preferred it to be a little less staged. But it's still gorgeous. It's still gorgeous. I love it. There was a very touching response to this picture from um, Claire Aho's son, Yossi Brofeld, who's the chair of the Aho and Soldan Foundation. And uh, Yossi um, worked with his mother uh, in Helsinki from the age of 10 in her photographer's gallery and, and helping her in her studio and so on. And he absolutely adored her. And he was so thrilled when this picture won the award, which is only its second year. He said, you would not believe it. My mother's favorite color was orange. Mm. Oh, yes, <laughs> I remember that, yes. And that is a beautiful painted background, isn't it? I mean, that's a piece of work of art in itself, that background. I almost, um, I, I almost forgive it for being staged. I don't mind, because I think to some degree, most photography is very staged, even the ones that appear not to be staged. <laughs> So I almost, even if you're sort of taking a picture of somebody collecting water, and I'm, I'm not talking about the picture before, obviously, but if you get one of those sort of politics photographs where you just carry carry out with your daily business as I take pictures of you, and you're going to pick the most aesthetically pleasing one you get, I think uh, to all degree there is an element of staging, and I, I let it I let it go in this because I love it quite so much. I think I'm with you, Emma, on this one definitely. So, Liz, let's go to your next picture. The next image I've chosen to talk about is the winner of the Philip Harbin Award for Food in Action. And this picture is called Cook by Wei Ning Lin from China. I love this picture. There is 
so much narrative going on, so much that intrigues me here. And there's so many things to look at. And of course, it's a great shot. So there's a man preparing some raw, raw meat. And that's sort of where the straightforward story begins and ends. He's standing in front of a table next to a plaster wall. And we don't know if he's on what might be considered the inside or the outside of the wall, whether he's on the right or the wrong side. So, you know, that's another question mark that comes up. Most of the frame is taken up with the plaster wall and a mountain range behind it and the floor in the foreground. And um, interestingly, the markings and stains on the wall echo the craggy shapes of the hills, the mountains behind. And they're kind of both similar in texture and also in colour. So at first glance, it's hard to tell the difference between the top of the dusty stained grey wall and the dusty craggy hills beyond and the floor is the same dusty grey. So these grey swathes of neutral tones in the frame accentuate the figure in the image. So we've got the man at the table, he's concentrating, bent over and using his bare hands on the meat and there's a lot of meat so it could be a meal for a large family or a group of people, we don't know. He's wearing neutral grey and Another question, incongruously, he's wearing a floral skirted apron. So all the action <clears throat> in the picture is around the table. Um, and it's an interesting table. It's a warm reddish brown wood and it's got um, decorative battens at the top of the legs. And then under the table, there's a metal kettle. The lid is half off and there's a large plastic bottle of something. I don't know what it is. But key to making this whole image work for me, there's a shaft of sunlight coming from the left. And this falls across the scene and creates initially a beautiful spare triangle of light on the side of the table. It illuminates the surface of the meat in the metal bowl and the man's hands working. And Waning Lin has used this sunlight to tell us where we should be looking, where the point of the story is. And to emphasise the contrast between the mass of neutral grey tones and textures and the active area of the food preparation. So the sunlight kind of warms up our, what you might call the narrative corner and the red of the meat, the red of the flowers on the apron, the red brown of the table, even the man's flesh tone. All of this warm colouring breathes life into the picture and it is the life of the picture. And then there's another intriguing thing going on a little further along leaning against the wall is a spade and I particularly like the fact that Wayne and Ling has kept this in I'm not sure of the relevance to the scene and it doesn't matter it just indicates more the life out of the picture so the choice to have a spade in the shot rather than remove it is indicative of the thinking that for me makes this a really great shot it makes me question and wonder what's going on it intrigues me I want to know more there's so many little hints of stories outside of the picture going on the contrast between the detailed area of food preparation and the expanse of the wall and landscape is so powerful when you add in the little cues clues to the life beyond the image they make it for me completely compelling and the balance of tones and colors and the way that uh, Wayne in Ling has used them, it makes this a really stunning picture. I agree with you. I just, I love so many things about it, just as you have beautifully described, Liz. 
Emma, you share with us how you respond to it. <laughs> I'm really, really pleased we're talking about this one today because this is one of my favourites. I just, on the face of it, it's so simple. And on the face of it, it you're right, Liz, when you talk about the swathes of neutral tone, that's not often what gets to the final of a photography competition because people are looking for bright, bold, big, something different, something distracting often in photography. And this is very quiet and it's very subdued almost, but it's still, I find, very pretty. I love his worn floral apron. I think it's so incongruous in shot. It just makes you laugh when looking at it. Even it, And I really enjoy the simplicity of just someone genuinely just carrying on with their everyday life. I think the shovel in the shot, I took a while trying to think what on earth was that for, is that an ablutions shovel, is it, where they've buried the carcass of the animal? I don't know, that's very bleak, I probably shouldn't mention that, but it's it just sort of, I love those little incongruous, those little incongruous moments in, in the picture, those, those tiny little anecdotal snippets of someone's daily life just being recorded for someone else to look at and analyse later. And of course, the, that symmetry of the the mountains behind and the worn stone replicating the, the mountain uh, scape behind it as it curves through the screen. I think it's a lovely shot. And honestly, it's it just makes me smile. And I don't know why, but it just makes me happy looking at this. That little ray of light and just a man making dinner makes me very happy. Yes, it is. It is a very happy picture. I think the things that 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 strike me about it, not just all the, the things that you've both articulated so so expressively. I mean, it looks like a lunar landscape almost. And yet there's a little antique table, which you yes. know wouldn't be out of place in a smart antique shop somewhere in West London. And then he appears to be wearing an apron, which I don't know if you know a fabric brand called Cabbages and Roses. But <laughs> looks I thought it was a like, Kath Kidston. But yeah. Yes, exactly. And you think, how did that happen? You know, there he is on the surface of the moon with his antique table and his Kath Kidston apron. How does that stack up? But I just, there's something about his delicacy as well, the way he's handling things, and the way he's stooped. Yeah. I find it very touching. It's all those funny little things, isn't it? The cabbages and roses apron and the table and then the uh, kettle underneath even, you know, with his lid half off. I love that. I love the fact that, no, it's it's been used. So yeah, it's so so intriguing. What's going on? It's funny, isn't it? Because we talked about staged photography. I mean, if you talk about putting a placing an antique table next to a wall with a mountain behind it and, and putting putting a floral apron around someone and getting them to prepare food, it sounds like you're setting up for an Instagram shoot. But I actually genuinely believe that this was just something that the photographer stumbled across and went, Oh, I'll take a picture of that. I think there's a whole debate we had about what constitutes a, a staged image, whether it's the law or rules or ethics. You know, now photographers do ask permission to take people's photographs. And, and as soon as there's a self-consciousness that's entering the shot, you know, where, where do you call it staged and where do you call it not? I think we could probably talk for hours about that one. <laughs> Emma, let's go to your very own image because that I... is the Marks and Spencer Food Portraiture winner. I mean, it would be remiss of me not to, not to talk through this one. Of course it would. But I mean, how could I not as well when you look at it? So this wonderful piece is um, a photograph called Watermelon and Feta Salad by a, an American photographer called Daniela Gearson. So she describes herself as a chef and a creative director and a stylist. Um, but my favorite thing about the way she talks about herself and her work is uh, she's taken it upon herself to make it her mission 
to convince the world that veggies are sexy. And I love that. I think um, her work is imbued by a bright, fun, playful, richly textured and coloured style. And I think this comes across incredibly well in in this winning piece. So it is, well, if you're looking at it on any kind of screen, it's floor to ceiling colour. It's a delicate arrangement of different shades of watermelon and cubes of feta, all beautifully arranged, not perfectly, perfectly imperfectly arranged in lines, colour upon colour, cube upon cube, um, until it fills the entire frame and then sort of artfully scattered petals, so purple basil and, and, and mint and za'atar and huge grinds of black pepper and salt until all you can see is sort of stippling across all the surface of these beautiful mouth-wateringly juicy little squares of goodness and for me it, it treads that really fine balance between art and food um immediately when you do something geometric or do it like this you sort of you're, you're edging into that kind of food as display space food as food as art rather than food for eating but I think this really treads the balance and I think she does it so masterfully between balancing geometric shapes not completely perfectly arranged different heights and different levels slight imperfections in some of them as well so none of them are all completely perfect squares and the overall effect for me is just something that you want to eat Uh, I think the photographer herself described this when when she talked about it as she just described it as adjectives so crunchy sweet juicy salty briny tangy refreshing I think that's a perfect description of how I feel when I see it and, and what I imagine this picture tastes like and for me, food photography, that, that's my ultimate gold standard in food photography is, yes, is it beautiful, but do I want to put my hands in it? Do I want to put my face in it and eat it? And this picture does all of those for me. And I think it's an absolutely phenomenal piece of work. That's so lovely. I love I loved what you said. Liz, tell me how you feel about this one. It's so pretty, isn't it? I just it love is. it. And I like the way that it uh, the image bleeds right out of the picture, so you're all all you see is the colour and the blocks of uh, melon and the cubes, and it's just gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. It's, it's such a pretty, pretty image, um, and I agree. I like the irregularity of it, um, and I particularly like that because. You know, there is a temptation, and we all know it, to tweeze a thing. <laughs> and I think they probably started with the tweezers, but then it got, it's all sort of started developing a life of its own. And I love that. And I love the the, the way the leaves are, are tossed across it and the other bits that, that are going on. So, yeah, it's gorgeous. I love it. And equally, as you say, it makes me want to eat it. Absolutely right now. Thank you. I think if you are, and what's wonderful is that you can actually see the stage, the stages of this photograph being built. If you if you look at her Instagram channel, which I find fascinating, and you're absolutely right, it starts off looking slightly more controlled and measured, and then as the picture's depth deepens and more things go on it, it just becomes more an expression of fun. And I think again, that's something that food should be. It shouldn't, should doesn't always have to be serious. It can be. It can be delicious, but also a little bit of fun. It is a very joyful picture, isn't it? I mean, I have to say it's almost all of my favourite colours. And I remember, I don't know if it might have been said in one of your judging sessions. I know, you know, when pre-COVID we used to meet in person at the judges' dinner and you would all go into a huddle after dinner and discuss. But I remember David Loftus said to me, afterwards that one of the judges said I don't like that picture because I don't like yellow and it never occurred <laughs> to me that somebody's response to a photograph could be 
affected by something so sort of deep and almost kind of visceral but you know, I adore pink I adore green and you know I just and purple you know these are just the most wonderfully complementary colors so I was going to like it but I love it <laughs> so our very last picture because I know that we could usually talk for hours and hours is actually one that I have chosen I was very amused that Liz said that's a very you picture Caroline so I have chosen the winner of the MPB food influencers category which is by Elisa Ducchi and it's draining pasta by a window I love it because all sorts of things I love the mood I love the sort of <laughs> this sort of gentleness of the woman's expression as she's draining her pasta it's a sort of there's a kind of it's it feels loving that she's preparing food for her family and this is something that means a great deal to her to feed the people that she loves I love the light I think it's just so gentle in a way that it's falling from the window on her forearm and on her face on the pasta, of course, which is um, so important. I love the colour palette. It's very muted, um, you know, quite different from our explosion of colour that uh, we've just been talking about with the, the melon and feta. And it's it's painterly, to, to use a word that cropped up earlier in our conversation. You know, I feel this could have been painted in the 15th century. It could have been painted in the 18th century. And then here it is in the 21st century as a photograph. So that's my pitch. I love this image. Liz, I'm interested to know why you thought Caroline would pick this one. Caroline, I think, likes um, contrasting tones. She likes a lot. You, you tend to gravitate towards images that have quite a lot of dark in them with little spots of uh, light, and that certainly fulfills these categories. And I think, Caroline, you like metal, don't you? I, think you I do. I think I'm guilty as charged. <laughs> For me, for me, I can spot a Caroline image. I love it too, but I think for me, it's light. I think you're absolutely right. You you, you like a sort of a, a gentle directional light, sort of Caravaggio-esque painterly quality to it. I absolutely do. No, you are, you are so right. But how do you both feel about it as a picture? I really love this image. In fact, I was... When we were doing our final voting, I was dodging around on my voting sheet with this one. And it's a great shot. And what I love is the simplicity of it. It's just that snapshot of the moment. But actually, it's more than a snapshot. It's a really well put together photograph. And as you point out, Caroline, you know, the pasta is the thing that is the colour in the image. It's really part of the image that's well lit. Um, and there's all the story that's going on behind it. I think it's lovely. And to... To have a composition where a third of the picture, the left third of the picture is just a sort of grey streak, diffused streak of, a grey streak of diffused light is, you know, it's a great way to handle a picture. I love it. I think it's done a brilliant job of making something very difficult look really, really easy. And I think that's testament to the photographer because you look at it with with one eye and just think, oh, that's a, a wonderful snapshot of domestic life. As we said, you look at it from a photographer's eye and you say, good God, that's a composition. And I think I sort of think kudos to, to the creator of it for that. Um, and I love, I, I particularly love catching the edge of steam that you just get in in diffusing into the light that comes from the top of the pan as as she pours and going over her over her hand and forearm and sort of blending into the light from the window. I think it's just a really, and it almost looks like she's almost looks like she's breathing condensation as well. Like it might be cold in the kitchen as well. I just think it's those tiny little 
soft touches to it that make it quite special. What a lovely summation from you both. You're so, both so articulate and uh, I could listen to you for hours and hours. We could go through all 180 finalist pictures if you like. But <laughs> sadly, I think that is all we have time for today. Thank you both so much. Well, one for being on the judging panel and two for taking part in this fabulous and rich smorgasbord of a conversation today. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you for having us. You're listening to Bread and Butter with Caroline Kenyon. To find out more about Food FM and our content, go to foodfmradio.com.